0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to talk to you about true friendship. I want to talk to you about true friendship. Nobody wants to be on the outside. Nobody wants to be on the outside. Everybody has got a desire, a longing on the inside that they want to belong Matter of fact, they don't just want to belong, they want to be in the inner circle. They want to know that they are close to you, that you allow them close to you. You know what's the good news? Nothing that God has made can function or operate on its own. Everything that God has made, God has designed, created, is linked to each other. Just think about your own body. Your thumb is connected to your hand. Your hand is connected to your arm. Your arm to your elbow. Your elbow to your shoulder. Your eyes need a view to look at. Your mouth needs words to speak, to sing, to worship. Your nose, smell. Your ears, to hear music, words. Your feet, They need places to go. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? (laughs) This is the way that God has made it. Everything is linked to each other. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12. I want to show you something. Everything. God is saying to us, I need you like you need me. I need you like you need me. As the body of Christ, we need each other. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. Verse 13 says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Do you know what that means? True unity is birthed in the spirit. When you have been baptized into one spirit, One body, I can feel what you are feeling. You're never aware of your little toe until you bump your little toe. Then the whole body is aware of your little toe. Irrespective of who you are in society, your stature, your status, whether you are rich or whether you are poor, the body cannot function on its own. Christ designed it in this way. I need you like you need me. Turn to the person next you say, I need you like you need me. So there shouldn't be any division in the body. Every member should be doing what it's supposed to do. The thumb has got a purpose The hand has got a purpose. Our legs have got a purpose. Can you see how the enemy has come and caused division? Where Christ wants us to be one. Amen. Turn to the person that you say, I need you like you need me. Philippians 1 verse 27 says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striding together for the faith of the gospel. Can you see that God brings us together in the spirit? Though the body has many members, they differ from each other. They work together they complete each other. They strengthen each other. That's why God has brought us together as a church. Many members, but that we can be of one mind, one heart, one spirit. And we should be careful not to cause division. I'm not talking when somebody is out of line. The word of God is there to bring correction. But you have to ask yourself the big question, why am I here? Have you ever asked the why question? Why am I here? Because somebody needs me. Like you need me, I need you. I'm not complete without you, and you are not complete without me. Turn to the person that you say, I need you, like you need me. Do you know what this means? In essence, We depend on each other. I depend upon you. I need you like you need me. No one can succeed in life on his own. You're not going to make it on your own. We need people to help us. My head on its own cannot succeed. My heart on its own cannot succeed. Even if I have the biggest biceps, it cannot succeed on its own. Even Jesus knew this. He could not succeed on his own. That's why he had 12 disciples. I want to encourage you, if you want to experience a sense of belonging in the body of Christ, get involved in a connect group. We have connect groups in the church. Connect. Thursday night, I was so blessed. There was load shedding, but one of the groups decided to come to the church. We are privileged to have solar panels here. And a generator, and they said, we still want to connect. It's important for us to connect. I need you like you need me. They were here at church. I want to encourage you, find a connect group. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I need you like you need me. You know what, let me tell you something. To make it in life, you need good, inspired, informed people to make it in life because you don't know everything. So surround yourself with people that are stronger than you. I need you like you need me. Nobody in this world can succeed on their own. That's why you have to use your gifts to strengthen the body of Christ. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Exodus 31. Can I just say this? Always be very careful and be sensitive to protect the unity. This is something that's very important to God and according to the word of God. a matter of fact, in the book of Titus 3 verse 10, you can go read it, it says, when somebody is divisive, mark a divisive man. It says mark a divisive man after the first or second warning. The book of Proverbs says, by means of a whisperer, By means of a whisperer, the best of friends are separated. Be careful sometimes when people whisper things in your ears because it can cause division. You know, sometimes somebody can just be very busy and they walk past you without greeting you. And somebody can say, see how rude that guy is. He's really a rude guy. He doesn't greet anybody. No, he wasn't. He had a crisis. Maybe somebody called him and said, Listen, you have to attend to your child, fell at church, at school, or something happened. Amen. Has it happened to you? Where somebody said, You walked past me, didn't greet me, and you say, I didn't even see you. I know it happens to men more than women. Amen. Be careful for things like that, not to cause division, but rather to see how we can keep the unity. Amen. Turn to the person next you say, Protect the unity. We don't protect unity at the cost of the truth, but we know what God has placed on the inside of our hearts. Use your strengths to strengthen the body of Christ. Amen. Are you there? Exodus 31. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I've called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship to design. Family, listen to me. If you have a gift, the Holy Spirit will empower you to do that even better. When there's a heavenly assignment at hand, God will empower you by the Holy Spirit, You'll always see the working of the Holy Spirit when it comes to the things of God. We can do things in our own strength, but let us do it the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manners of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner. Of workmanship. Doesn't matter what you do. If you're a housewife, you need the Holy Spirit to fill you to be a better mother. Amen. In today's world, we need more wisdom, we need more understanding of the Holy Spirit with our children than ever before. If you're a doctor, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you to diagnose. An engineer doesn't matter what you are doing as a businessman. So when you have the spirit of God and you are dealing with people, the Holy Spirit with the gift of discernment will help you in whatever you are busy with. Amen. Verse 6, and indeed I have appointed with him Auelab, the son of Ahisamech, of the tribe of Dan, I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furniture of the tabernacle. Can you see here? these craftsmen needed the products of the Holy Spirit, what God had called Moses to do, and Moses needed the craftsman's product so that he could do his work. Family, the way that God has designed it is that this relationship should be mutual. Amen. I need you like you need me. Where God has placed you in the market, whether you're a businessman, whether you are working for somebody, you have strengths that they need. And people around you have got strengths that you need. In the family where God has placed you, in the church where God has placed you, use those gifts. Turn to the person next to you say, you have gifts. Tell them again, say, you have gifts. Can i tell you why it's important when you have a gift use it for the kingdom in the body of christ here in a church the gifts that god has given you use them can i tell you a little secret do you want people to get committed in a church let them use their gifts to be part of what god is creating and busy doing listen to me people say i, I want to get involved but i don't feel i'm so connected or i want to get more involved the gift that god has given you what is the gift is that thing that comes easy i'd love to sing but it's not my gift i can worship and i can magnify but you cannot give me a microphone to sing amen the gift is that which comes easy you know what happens the left hand washes the right hand This hand needs this hand to be able to wash it. Amen. In household of Christ, our aim, if you've been walking with us for a long time, you'll know it's gift-orientated serving. So I don't go to people and say, let's go do this, let's go do this, let's go do this. Who wants to do it? When people come and they say, this is my gift, this is my passion, I say, great, now I can support you. Because when you know what is your gift, and you have a vision, you are self-motivated. When you have a passion to help people, I don't have to call you in the morning and say, who are you going to help today? You'll be the one texting me and saying, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Amen? gift oriented serving. But can I encourage you, in the church, don't just focus on being a servant, but start focusing on being a son, because when you're a son, you'll take ownership. Say, so I want to be part of this. We are here to impact generations. When you focus upon your gift, it's easy. It's that thing that comes naturally. It's that thing that, that, that wakes you up in the morning. You say, I have to do this. I have to get involved in this. You know what I've learned? When God gives you an assignment, it will always in the beginning seem impossible. When God gives you, because if you can accomplish it on your own, you don't need faith. So God will always give you an assignment that seems impossible. Abraham, I know you're old. I'm going to give you a son. Jericho is there. Joshua, you know, just walk around and keep quiet. You can go on. David, I know you're small and short. Go kill a giant. Has God given you something that you feel is just impossible? That's a God assignment. That's a God dream. Let me tell you, once God has given you an assignment and you say, yes, let's do it. Mary, I know you're a virgin. You've never been with a man. I just want to tell you what's going to happen now is the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. She didn't say it's impossible. She said, let it be according to your word. So God will always give you an impossible assignment so that you can depend more on him. Then when you get involved in that, It will be difficult. Turn to the person next to you and say, hard work. Turn to the person on the other side and say, hard work. Many Christians miss the greatest opportunities because it's hard work. It's hard work. Israel had to go into the promised land and go fight every battle. But God was with them and gave them the victory. So you're going to have to do your part. And then you get to a place where you'll enter into the rest where it's done, amen. And oftentimes what you are doing is not for this generation, but generations to come. What am I saying? I'm saying as a Christian, live a life that's beyond yourself. Live a life for generations to come. Remember we touched on it last week, David. David that gave that help with the building of God's house and how it impacted generations 305 years after him. God saved. Hezekiah, remember, the Syrians was attacking the city, and God said, because of my name and because of my servant David, I'm going to protect the city. And Hezekiah thinking it's because of his prayers, and God says, no, because of my name and because of what David did, previous generation. So when we start helping people, the voiceless, you'll see what God will do in your life. Family, I need you like you need me. The Bible teaches us in the book of Ecclesiastes 4, verse 11. When two people lie together, they can stay warm. On your own, you'll get cold, but together we'll be warm. Verse 9 says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. So when we stand together and God is in our midst, we can do so much more. Are you ready to do more for God? Are you ready to go out and to be a friend to those that are hurting? because the number one characteristic of Jesus who said he is your friend, he can feel what you are feeling. Can you feel what people are feeling or are you just walking and saying, sorry, it's about me. Let's be full of compassion for the world. Let's reach out to people that are hurting. We are called to be more like Jesus. Listen to what the message translation says. Romans 15 verse 1. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter. And not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? That's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but waited right in and helped out. I took on the troubles of the troubled is the way scripture puts it. When you're a friend of God, you'll always be a friend of people around you. Can I tell you something? Appreciate the fact that we are not evenly gifted, that we are not equally gifted. Appreciate the fact. Turn to the person that you say, you have strengths. I don't have. But I have strengths you don't have. I need you like you need me. Do you know what that means? It means if I'm strong in an area, and somebody is weak in an area, I shouldn't judge them, I should help them. Because all of us different, my strength might be in wisdom, my strength might be in understanding dreams and visions, but your strength might be that you have patience to counsel people. Another person's strength might be that they can work with their hands, they can build things, but your strength is you have money. So now you can come and say, okay, let's do this for God. This is the true meaning of friendship. When I can be a friend and I can help somebody in an area where they are weak, if I can make the burden a little bit lighter, I'm succeeding. Amen? What is it that God has gifted you with that can help the body of Christ? What is it that God has gifted you with that can help the body of Christ? In the book of Acts, Paul wrote and he said, Jesus taught us and trained us ourselves by saying it's more blessed to give than to receive. He says, use your gifts to strengthen people, amen. It's more blessed to give than to receive. When you give, God will give it back to you. Press down, shaken together is what he will give. So use those gifts, amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, I have gifts. I'm going to use it for the kingdom of God. So I can feel on the inside of my spirit being stirred up. Yes. Listen to me. When you're in a position that you can give and you are happy, you're a happy giver, that's a result of the grace of God working in you and through you. No man on his own can just part with something if he's living for himself. But when you have a greater assignment, when you have to part with something to help somebody, you'll do it with a happy heart that gets Jesus' attention. Amen. Turn to the person that you say, I have strengths that you don't have. And I am going to use those strengths to advance the kingdom of God. I think the question we should ask ourselves, why am I backing down? Why am I backing down? If I know I have these gifts, why don't I use it to the fullest? I need you like you need me. Let's use these strengths so that we can advance the kingdom of God. I want to talk about relationships here. Young people, I know it's been tough, it's been difficult. Whether you're young or old, you can apply this principle. When it comes to friendship, let's be a true friend. As a Christian, you can be a true friend, why? Because as Christ forgave, you can forgive. Do you know when I say, I don't need you, when I'm offended with you? When I'm offended with you, I say, I don't need you, stay away, I wanna get you out of my life. But when I love God and I love you, I know I need you like you need me because we've been baptized into one spirit. Young people, listen to me. There's four classes of people There are people that will add to your life, There's people that will multiply to your life, Then there's people that will subtract, and there's people that will divide. There's people that will add, There's people that will multiply, There is people that will subtract, and there's people that will divide. When you enter into a friendship or a relationship, never connect with people or enter into a friendship for what you can get, what you can take. Always have that mindset, what can I add and what can I multiply in this person's life? When you have that kind of a mindset, you'll find yourself surrounded with people like that that will look and say, how can I add to your life? How can I multiply in your life? People that are subtracting and dividing, be very careful. I'm a pastor, but I've also, growing up as a young man, I allowed wrong friends into my life. And I very quickly saw that the way that they were dividing and subtracting, very soon nothing was going to be left. Am I talking to the right people here? Young people sometimes listen to your parents when they warn you about individuals that's dividing and subtracting in your life and hang out with those that are adding and multiplying to your life. That's true for us even. When you're in partnership with people, be very careful. If it's just coming from one side, if you're the only one, giving. Giving. That will become a parasite relationship, and it cannot last. The relationships that God honors are those that are mutual. Mutual trust, mutual commitment, mutual sacrifice. Jesus overcame this world for us because nothing was too much. When God the Father said, go and be a sacrifice so that they can live, it was not too much. Because of that, Things have been multiplied, added into our lives. You have the opportunity to reshape your future. Reshape your destiny by just making some good decisions. Some people are not adding to your life. Amen? Rather go and connect, find yourself in a connect group. Spend time with people that will build you up, not pull you down the whole time. Can I say this, when it comes to true friendships, true relationships, only those that fear God can truly appreciate what it takes to maintain a friendship. When I talk about the fear of the Lord, I'm talking about hating sin. Because sometimes a friend will make a mistake and you're not there to expose the mistake but to cover that and to help them. Amen? Remember, we shared on that. Private sin, private confession. Public sin, public confession. When somebody has privately made a mistake, don't go splash it on Facebook and Twitter. Amen? Raise your hands to heaven and say, Father, please forgive me for making private sins public sins have mercy on me Lord that my private sins my private mistakes will not become public amen can we just be real this kind of relationship is not I service it's not about materialistic things greed what I can get from the person but what Can I bring to the table to be a blessing? Even when you come to church, when you come to a living church, you're going to be blessed. But don't come with the attitude, I just want to be blessed. What can be multiplied into my life? What can be added into my life? Why don't you come to church? I'm blessed to be a blessing. Amen? These are the relationship, the balanced relationship when it's mutual. Can I tell you something? In a relationship, just think about a marriage. A marriage. Both parties should be prepared to sacrifice. Can I at least get the men to say amen? Or can I get the ladies to say amen? Actually, both of you should say amen. It's mutual. Mutual sacrifice, mutual commitment, mutual love, mutual support. Go read Galatians 6 verse 6. Before it comes to whatever man sows, he will reap talks about that relationship, even here in church. It says, let there be a sharing as the man of God shares wisdom with you, teaches you the word of God to be successful. Be a blessing then to the body of Christ. As you have wisdom and understanding how to live a successful life, be successful in business, come and use that success again to bless the body of Christ. This is a relationship that God honors. Amen. Turn to the person that you say, I have strengths. You have strengths. I need you like you need me. When you know that, I'm not threatened by my wife that has certain strengths. I'm not threatened by certain members of the church that have certain strengths. As a matter of fact, I want them around me. I want to surround myself with people that are stronger than me in the areas where I'm weak. Amen? So as a friend, as a Christian, when you're polite, guess what? Polite people will be around you. When you are generous, generous people will be around you. When you're around people who dream big, who has a big vision, you'll have people with a big vision around you. Be careful who you surround yourselves with. Be careful. Who are those that are subtracting, dividing, who are those that are adding and multiplying. I wanna close with Acts chapter nine, verse 31. God is busy building his church. Each relationship has got a way of affecting us, whether positive or negative, whether adding or whether dividing. Sometimes friends just make stupid mistakes. You shouldn't just say, oh, well, you, you, you subtracted here in my life, sorry, it's over. No, no, no. Sometimes you have to show them what excellent way, amen? I'm talking about things that has become a habit in a person's life and they don't want to change. Sometimes you're gonna have to go to a friend and just be honest with him and say, this is not good. Let me see how I can help you, amen? See what is their strength. Use your strength. Let their strength help you as well. Amen. Look at this. Acts 9 verse 31. Then the churches throughout all Judea. It's talking about living churches. Churches filled with the Holy Spirit where people have one mind, one heart, one spirit, keeping the unity can feel what each other are feeling, then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. Appreciate and protect the peace that is in a living church. When you are born again, you've been baptized into one spirit and you've given Jesus Christ the rightful place in your heart, there's the peace of heaven ruling in your heart, even if there's a storm on the outside, you'll have peace on the inside. That peace, that's Jesus Christ himself. That's the gift with a lift that will edify you and build you up. Look here he says, peace and we're edified. Turn to the person next to you say, I'm going to use my strength, my gift of intercession. I'm going to pray for the pastor. He needs my prayers like I need his prayers. Amen? Are you happy with it? Walking in the fear of the Lord. Remember I said, if you truly want to value, to understand what it costs to maintain a friendship, you need the fear of God. Because you know what we do? Sometimes when a friend makes a mistake, we reject them Because of one weakness. But sometimes... A person can have seven strengths and one weakness. When do I become a good pastor? I become a good pastor when my strengths exceed my weaknesses. That doesn't mean I don't have weaknesses. I still have weaknesses, but I have more strengths than weaknesses. When do I become a good husband? When my strengths are more than my weaknesses. I still have weaknesses. But if I now make a mistake and you reject me, push me away because of that one weakness, you're also rejecting all my strengths. This is the mistake that we often make in relationships when we don't understand what it costs, the fear of God that you need to maintain a relationship. Many of you are sitting here, you've rejected people because of a weakness. And two months or two years later, you had a problem. You thought, could just call this one and he will sort it out for me. But you've rejected them because of a weakness, but when you rejected that weakness, you were rejecting all those strengths as well. That's why we have to walk in the fear of God. Hate sin. Help a person when they've got a weakness, when they're not strong in an area. That's what the body of Christ is all about. Amen? Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Love the presence of God. As a matter of fact, feel comfortable in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You should love lifting your hands and worshiping God. Amen? When Jesus returns, He's looking for those who are worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. Christians can be the best friends because we have Jesus Christ on the inside. We can forgive in the same way as Jesus forgives, and we can love in the same way Jesus loves. His ability has become our ability. We can serve better, we can help better, we can have more compassion because we have the mind and the heart of Christ. I want to encourage you. Make a decision to be a true friend. You have strengths. Use those strengths to strengthen the body of Christ. Whatever it is, go out and make